I mean, I had to relearn every system because this is, I had to reconfigure everything. Like, everything's still a work in progress. Even. I can't, I don't have Bluetooth capability right now. So I have to run everything through here and to here and here. But it's a lot of like fancy equipment. Well, it's hardly fancy equipment, so it's just new equipment. That monitor? Well, it's your lawnmower. All right, here we go. No, it's at the monitor. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. We discuss things you already talk about with family and friends. Our conversations include current events and pop culture and endearing, revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. Episode number 339 for Thursday, February 9th. Hi, Donna. My name's Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife. Um, so as happens with, like, when you have kids in different phases of life, Olivia has a different winter break. She doesn't have a spring break. They have, like, a winter break in college, different from Charlotte's spring break. And for the past three years, between COVID and just, you know, things that were going on with us, we have not done a lot of trips. So... Um, we had always told our kids when they graduated, we would take them on, you know, a, a nice trip to kind of before they went away to college. And we, I didn't have time to do that with Olivia. We didn't have time to do it um, together. So long story short, Olivia and I are going skiing in to Park City for winter break. You're staying here with Charlotte. And then we're doing a joint spring break with Charlotte that Olivia's not going on. The bottom line is it becomes more expensive when they're all different places because you have to sort of do different trips. Um I, as we've all heard from past podcasts, I spent one semester in Breckenridge fitting ski boots, not successfully, um, and skied quite a bit. The whole reason I was there was just basically to ski. You you didn't get paid. You just got to ski free. And I won't say- Did your dad, did your dad know that? Oh, yeah. His yeah. deal was the way it was pitched and the way it came through was you can't, if you are one quarter, because we didn't have semesters. I don't know, it was semesters or quarters. What were you on when you were in school? Remember, it was a year. I, my, I was there for hours. Okay. Literally, Mi- literally for hours. Yeah, minutes. But minutes on the clock. But his thing was you cannot go over one quarter. Like, if you go over your expected graduation date for any reason, like, it, it, it was on me. Well, you know? you, well, okay, for instance, your sister and that went to law school. Afterwards. That was on her. It did law school and that paid. She That's funded correct. It, right. She did. Um, I think I think my mom paid some. All right, anyway. Because she man, felt bad. Well, moms do that. They step yeah. in and cut the check. Well, because dads make things difficult sometimes. But yeah. um, so, anywho, I became a, mm, I would say a pretty good skier. I mean, I, I certainly wasn't like Olympic quality. But, I mean, the deal with skiing, it's like any other sport. The more you do it, the more comfortable you get, the better you get. What I'm getting to is I am old. You suspect that'll be before the end of this episode. Yes. I'm a little older. My knees are shaky. When I get up in the morning, I'm like, ah, you know, I, I make those noises now. And I am obsessed with watching videos. I watch them for hours. Charlotte is like, mom, you've got to stop. And it's ski lift fails. Okay. On TikTok. It's people trying to get off ski lifts, which I thought like people did most people didn't have a problem with. Everybody has a problem with it. Everyone. And I think, so I've told you this, when we went skiing with the girls when they were younger in Catalucci, we won't take you all back to that episode, but this man across from me wore Italian loafers while skiing, not ski boots. He didn't want the boots. They hurt his feet. He got Italian loafers, somehow tried to clip those into his skis, fell, this is, this is fell hardly, hardly off the little escalator on the bunny slope. Hardly would happen. Did you fall off the escalator on the bunny slope? I did fall off the escalator on the bunny slope. Into a snow ditch. And what did you do? I, I grabbed my skis, and I think, if I recall... I don't I, I think maybe, you grabbed them. I think you threw them. I, I, I went home. 
Yes, you went home. So I... They said, call me when you're ready. I'll come back and get you, which I did. Right. So I thought the girls were ready to go up. We had done the bunny run, done it, done it, done it, done it. Time to go up. Again, we're at... I don't think we're at Catalucci. We were at like Maggie Maggie Valley. There's one hill. So we go up on the ski lift... They're beating each other with their poles. They were much younger. And it was like somebody's going to take an eye out or we were going to fall off the lift. So I took their poles from them. So when we got off the lift, everybody falls down. And the ski lift, I say to them, duck, or we're going to get impaled by the ski lift. And so I've had this trauma, and I swear to you, in my brain, I will wake up sometimes and replay it in my brain. And I know this is going to sound crazy, but if you've ever been in a situation with your kids where maybe one of them you thought was going to drown, God forbid, or something happened, you you it's like stuck. It's wired into your mom DNA. So this particular incident is wired into my mom DNA. So I told you and I've told Olivia and of course Olivia's like, "I got off the scale of fine." You know how she is. You and Charlotte were the problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I told her I go, "I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to do." Like because you have to get over this. And I know I'm going to fall sometimes getting off, but I'm to the point where I don't even want to get on it. So I've solved this. I have hired a ski doula. Okay. You know, when you give birth and someone comes to you and they like, sometimes if you want to have a birth at home, like a water birth in your bathtub, which I just can't imagine you would have ever gone for. Right. But this woman comes over and it's like a doula. You're you're right. Yeah. A doula. And she helps you through it and everything. A a doula. A D-O-U-L-A. I remember the name of the, it was, that person's called a doula. Yeah, I, I didn't they were have like a, a, a LPN no, or something. Well, that's at the hospital. If I'm saying the person that comes to assist you with the home birth is called a doula. Didn't know that. Okay, so there's a ski doula. There's a ski concierge, which I'm all for, and I told you about that carries your skis, skis mm-hmm. behind you in case you fall. They come over and pick you up. But this particular person is going to ride. They're going to give us a half day lesson, Olivia and I just to perk us back up. And then he's going to ride up on the ski lift with me a couple of times and assist me off until I can get this trauma out of my brain. Hmm. What's that run? I want some snow dude. You know what I mean? Right. In some tight Burton snow right. pants and like, yeah. that's just like. like stone. Com- he's just stone. No, out of his mind. I don't want him stone because he's got to be able to assist me. <laughs> I mean, whatever, whatever his role may be, book him. Book him Dano. Book him Donna O. Why? I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Bring his flag and everything. Stop the lines. Teach you how to rather than watch a YouTube tutorial for free, we're gonna we're gonna he's gonna grab you by the ass and just push you out. That's what he's gonna do. And he's not gonna be with you two times. He's gonna be with you all day. Well, he's, I don't know about he, that. That's expensive. Be, well, I'm not no, no, doing no, no. that. I didn't say you can charge you for all day. He's gonna be with you all day. He's but he's gonna love my personality. Just for once every 20 minutes to be able to grab your ass and just boop, push you on the way. You I know? hope so. I'll be back. I'll be back. And he just circles around all day. He's just he, he gets dizzy from just going around the grabbing w- middle aged women's asses yeah, and getting day, them off the all ski day. All day he's doing it. All year long he's been doing it, and his his so much so his fingers are chapped. Wow. Okay. And other things are too. Is Army Hammer's own tale of abuse enough to win back Hollywood? He finally breaks his silence on the rape and cannibalism claims and lays bare the shocking scandals that sunk his career, from gory, abusive texts to allegations he branded women. Army Hammer, not not Armin Hammer, was cast in, in several movies, including Call Me By Your Name in 2017. He was in J. Edgar. Well, actually, I did, I guess. Okay, anyway, he was in The Social Network with uh, Jesse Eisenberg and J. Okay, T. I do remember that, yes. Okay. He was in a Clint Eastwood's J. Edgar. Okay. With Leo DiCaprio. 
and uh, Johnny Depp's Disney flick, The Lone Ranger. He was in all those movies. And then he was opposite uh, Timothy uh, Chalamet. Thank you. And Call Me By Your Name in 2017, discussing different things and amongst uh, the things, uh, rape fantasy and cannibalism. Uh, he, he became a time timeshare salesman. What? So yeah, he had to flee with he had to flee Hollywood. You cannot accuse someone of these type things. Well, no, Roman Polanski had to move to a new country. Exactly my point. He and his wife announced their divorce. That's when all this shit came out. Yeah. All right. So he and his wife announced their divorce. He says on his media tour, "We're getting divorced because I we I, we just couldn't handle the pandemic. The pandemic did it to us." Now the wife had just learned of the affair right as the Cayman Islands went into lockdown. Right. Okay. So imagine getting that piece of information. Yeah. Whether true or not, getting that piece of information and then being locked down yeah. for how long? Nine months, 10 months, 11 months, 13 years as best friends, soulmates, partners, and then parents. It has been an incredible journey. But together, we've decided to turn the page and move on from our marriage. Uh, an Instagram post, of course, at the time of the announcement. As we enter into this next chapter, our children and relationship as co-parents and dear friends will remain our priority. Now, for most, that's the biggest line of shit in the world. And that's not the intent. Believe it or not, there are some married couples, though, where it can work out, all right? Why do, why do you say it, though? Like, why, why do you say why that? Do, why had, do, no, why do people say that, though? Because I guess this is my question. It's so overused. It is, and I, I guess in Hollywood or sometimes you have to, but why not just do it? Like, why do people feel the need to say it? To say because that, you that you're going to be a human. Because you don't intend to do it when you say it, I believe. I don't know, I, because I think maybe they think that when people read that, they're going to go, oh, good, they're going to work together. But what people really read when they read Bullshit. that is, this ain't going to work. Right, exactly. My point is just that. The people who feel the need to say it in some sort of press release are the ones that actually have no intent whatsoever to follow through with that, with any of it. He told British GQ, it was tough. I'd never dealt with anything like that before in my life. Now, who had, by the way, Arnie? I think, to be quite frank, I came very close to completely losing my mind. I think the bigger story this week is that he is coming out now and saying that he was sexually abused. Is that correct? Yes. Does trauma in your past, and I think there's different trauma. I think that there is, you know, like people who have been raised by people who, we're not talking about that, where that were, my God, serial killers or, you know, but I'm saying, but like, do things that happen to you in your past, does does that make people feel more sorry for you or more, um, they give you more grace for actions that you do now. You know, we talk a lot on this podcast and you talk about it pretty openly about like, you know, listen, I can't help it. I'm screwed up because of the way I grew up. And, you know, yours was not, again, you didn't grow up by serial killer parents, but we've talked extensively throughout this podcast about some crazy stories. And listen, all of us have them. We all do. Um, and that trauma, uh, and some of it is big trauma and some of it is just little triggering things. You know, they say that the, um, that, childhood from like birth to like, I think it's like 10 years old or whatever, is when these memories get hardwired in you. And every single way you react to any situation is basically from that. And I know there's people listening who are saying, eh, bullshit. You know what I mean? And there are many people who believe, and I do believe this, that it doesn't matter how you grew up. You can change your environment. You can change your situation. I mean, there are shining examples of that everywhere. People who grew up in projects, people who grew up in poverty, who have become incredibly successful. And I dare say sometimes those are the people that are more successful because they have to fight so hard to get there. But I don't like when, and maybe it's, and it's not just celebrities, but when anyone kind of gets caught in something and then they start 
well, here's what happened, you know, and this happened to me in childhood. And it doesn't mean that you don't feel sorry for that person, understand and have empathy for what they went through, but it doesn't give you a pass to be a really crappy human. You know, just because your parents had affairs or, you know, maybe his parents were cannibals or something, you don't get to, I mean, that doesn't mean it's not, it's not in your DNA. And have you ever heard people say that? Well, you know, like my mom or dad were a cheater, so I'm just, I don't want to be a cheater. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to be that. That's not in your DNA. Like my dad was a cheater. What did you expect me to do? Right. But if yeah. your mother had diabetes, you need to watch your sugar. hundred percent. It definitely impacts how you would parent or how you would do things, but it's your job and your goal as a parent and as a human to break that cycle I think it's interesting that this is all coming out now. Well, it's coming out now because he's trying to relaunch a career, his career right. back in Hollywood and pick up where he left off before these allegations began. People are so used to people not telling the truth or having excuses or whatever that they let people off the hook. And they let them off the hook in situations where they're going to need that person again. Not because sometimes they believe he deserves a grace, but because how it's going to benefit them. them. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Okay. So we were talking about this the other day, me and a friend of mine, and she said, I have a friend whose wife has done horrible things, like just bad things, like has had an affair with this tennis instructor and all this stuff. And so all of his friends have been like, well, that's terrible. Um, you know, that shouldn't have happened. And just, and I'm not talking about like, um, just had an affair, but I mean, just done some really, really bad things. Okay, I'm getting to the point. They, she has access to a private plane, not through her husband, through her family, okay? Mm. And so the same friends who came to her husband's support and said, listen, you know, we'll be nice to her, but we, we can't accept what she's done to you and your family and all this stuff. They're jetting off with Three her months somewhere. later, yeah, are headed to Bahamar. No, Bahamar with her. Where's that? In the Bahamas. Okay, yeah, that new place. And just totally, it's almost like you either have standards that are, this is your standards, okay? Or you are like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to go left and right. You You know what? Like, if I can hurt you by being friends again with this person, I'll be friends with that person. If this person can get me on a plane, uh, yeah, no, you know what? What they did, I mean, it sucks, but people lie and cheat. That's just what people do. And, And that's been driving me crazy lately because I think that's how the world is now. It didn't used to be that way, but that's how the world is. Interesting. It'll be interesting to see how his comeback gets handled. By who? By Hollywood, by agents, by everyone else. Like, does this new revelation of, you know, woe is me. I see. Well, but let's not, yeah. Help me get back in. Okay. My question to him would be, it's not that you're in purgatory forever. My question would be, what have, what have you done? Have you done, have you, you know, have you done some therapy? Have you done some work? For have what? you For what? For what you've been through, for what you're now oh, saying. You know see. what I'm saying? Okay. Like, it's not, we're never going to talk to you again. You can't come back into Hollywood. But my question would be like, how have you grown? I think that sometimes there, people think there's only two roads in life. And that is either you are best friends with someone and they're in your life, or you've banished them away. And I think the bigger question is, if someone has done something wrong to you, to talk to them and have conversations to say, why did you do it? Have you changed? Did you acknowledge it was wrong? You know, what are you doing to not do that to so, other so people? To his accusers, he would go back and ask those questions. Yeah, or just to ask him, how do we know you're not going to um, eat, you know, Selma, Selma Hayek on the Because set? I'm not a cannibal, maybe, would be his, his answer. But you were. Was he? They're all allegations. They're, 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 there's no proof that any of this happened. And if anybody can relate to allegations, I can relate to allegations. And that's why I'm cautious about this. That's why I was cautious about the Sarah Evans thing. 
that we actually removed from an episode. The only time we've ever removed a segment. Are they still married? I don't even know. In Alabama, when you tried to run her over with a car. We had a conversation. Okay, exactly my point. We had a conversation about that. And at the end, we got done. It's the only time we've ever removed a segment from 339 episodes of this podcast. And I said, I'm not comfortable with it. I don't like her. I don't know that her story is true. I have no idea. And even though a lot of times in this podcast, we speculate because it's an entertainment podcast. I'm not comfortable with speculating on something this severe because this would be life-changing for someone. And I can relate to that. But that's my thing about this is... People can say anything there's about enough, you. There's a lot here. Yeah. Army Hammer, there's a lot here. I, I can't help but think if I were on a jury... Something happened. Something happened. Yeah. Something happened. Now, can you prove to me beyond a reasonable doubt that this happened? I don't know. I need to see the evidence and, and whatever. But but I, he has copped to some bad behavior. So that's what but, he did. But, but, yeah. but not illegal bad no. behavior. Okay, I have a question for you. And, and hang on. And according to a lot of the correspondence his attorneys have had with these uh, the, the, the ladies who have, have tossed the allegations at him, have said, not so much, or I asked for that, or yeah. uh, he told me he was breaking it off. You know, they're now coming back around because they realize, and this also happens, by the way. You can't just throw stuff out there. You often hear from the person who threw the shit. Yeah. Years later, after you've already, the, the shit's already hit the fan. Oh, yeah. You often hear from that person. I didn't mean to say all that. Who says, yeah. you know what? I was kind of cursed into saying. Exactly. I was I was told to say this. Yes. I was told to say this. Well, listen, buddy, it's a little too late for all that shit. Thank you. I wonder if these women, for whatever reason, don't have feelings of, we could create a term for it right now. We're not going to. But um, after rolling somebody under the bus, guilt i think well, so maybe they're they're feeling bits and pieces of that well and that's the other that's the other part to it kind of what i was talking about about friends is if somebody hurls these allegations at you and then comes back and says you know i didn't really mean to are you like does it make you mad if your friends are friend, are friends with those people that hurl the allegations at you the people who this goes back to the whole generator reactor thing yeah the people who are who accuse you of things people accuse you of things and they're not and then they come back and, and say, say you know what i may have embellished that, that yeah then if you totally are, made it up yes. if you have mutual friends that are friends with them mm. that's not good is have, it have they become friends afterwards well we have this in our life well we do and i haven't spoken to that person in 8 months yeah for that reason okay well last question yep. if you if you were stuck on a desert island uh-huh and you, it was like, you either have to eat my leg mm. or you're dead. Or eat your what? All hell has broken loose. I could like not, the flies. I could not eat like a person's leg. I, I just die. I don't I would, know that I can answer that. I would just lay on the beach and die. I don't know that I can answer that. How can you not answer that? You're either a cannibal or you're not. No, I'm, I'm kind of in between. We should also mention that the Army Hammer denies all allegations. I get that in as a disclaimer for the Apple Podcast Network. Yeah, Seriously. They're like, what? I want to throw this headline at you. I saw this yesterday. And real quick, I want to ask you one question about this. The headline is, Clayton Schools to Investigate Educator Allegedly Shirtless in Class. Clayton County Schools are- uh, I'm listening. It's on the south side of Atlanta. Say that they're aware of an alleged incident involving inappropriate behavior by an educator. District leaders are investigating this matter and will determine appropriate actions as details are learned. Um, so the local ABC affiliate here in Atlanta gets a, uh, receives a video. And it's an unidentified male at the school that appeared to be without a shirt on. In class. The, in class. Well, the video was sent by a student who allegedly was in the class, took the video while in class. What class? I don't know. What time of the day? Don't know. And I don't know if that'd be relevant or not. My question is this. Is there any scenario whatsoever where this would be appropriate? Is there any class 
No. In high school. No. Where the teacher takes his shirt off. And he's all hairy and okay, his tummy up, at the, doesn't, doesn't, you don't up make, at the whiteboard. It could be Coach Byron. Graduated from, you just got to I might want to see him. I might want to see him. Exactly my point. Exactly my point. It doesn't matter, Coach Gordon, mm-hmm. if he's if he's been there 52 years coaching JV football, or if he's been there for two and coaches wrestling and, uh, you know, he, he goes to, to Planet Hollywood or uh, Planet Fitness, uh, you know, eight times a week, and, and he's he drives a truck. What's that or got to it, do with it? Coach Gordon, who, who, who's got a, a Ford Ranger. And What's wrong with J, that? J, JV football, hadn't seen a gym since he was 21 years old. I don't want to see. Uh, yeah, it's not appropriate. It's not appropriate. Either or. I have a story. I'm just thinking about this right now. Okay. I know. Uh, okay. So it gets very hot in my store at night. I know. Okay. I know. I know. I know. Whoa. I know when the doors are closed. Okay. Like when the, because when the, when the, when we're done, it goes into this unoccupied heating setting and it's just really hot and I can't, and, and somebody has tripped the breaker to where it's in Celsius and I don't know at 21, am I hot or cold? You I don't go, know. You could Google that. I don't know. I don't have time. So during Christmas, it would get very hot because I had to like stay late and do all this stuff. So one day, one day I took off my sweater and I was going to put on a t-shirt, but I just had my, like my bra on and I was kind of moving from the front to the back, but I'm talking, it's dark outside. It's 11 o'clock. Nobody's coming. Right. Okay. Well, so I came up to the front and the little security guard who's maybe 14, he is knocking on the door. And I, him and I catch eyes and I'm in a bra and a pair of jeans. Mm. His jeans are down by his boots. They weren't. I'm sorry? They were not. Oh. He, you know what he reminds me of? is little hide with those glasses. Mm. When you had those big old glasses and his eyes got really big. Uh-huh. And he started doing this motion. He did that one. Like, no, like, wasn't, look wasn't, at me. Wasn't the first time that night. No, like, he's like this. I don't want like to look at you. Why? Well, because you're doing some sort of motion where there's a... No, his hands were like, I'm sorry. They were up in the air. I'll come back. Yeah, I would hope. I think he thought I was fooling around with somebody. Well, maybe if, if someone walked by a store at Avalon at 11 o'clock at night and they were it's closed... It's dark. Okay, the, the people are queued up outside your store a mile deep for Jenny's ice cream. No, it, 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 there was nobody there. It was probably later than that. It, there was, no, it, I was not okay, well, like let's, let's, an exhibitionist. There was no one there. I'm it was a hundred degrees, and I'm I had a heat you, flash. I'm not saying you intended to be. I'm saying that if you had strolled by that store, you may have gotten that impression that there was a private show ing where, where a celebrity comes in, and this happens where a celebrity comes in and after hours and get them I'm off. just taking my bra off. Yeah, I, I don't know. Is that part of the package? What's no, that it's up not. Charge? What's that it's up not. charge at Avalon? Okay, never Armor mind. Reserve. Jesus Christ. Never mind. Never mind. I, my point is, is that I think there are some situations where you can take your top off. Okay, I, I forgot how we even got there. But not not in an educational setting. I had dinner with D-Rock last night. D-Rock's evening personality at the Bear 92.5, Southside's Best Country. Um, he is in communication with Brantley Gilbert. I know Donna has asked uh, from Gallery Furniture, and uh, we, we continue to, um, it's, uh, it's, I, I don't know that it's going to get done, but we're trying. She's excited. Well, I, but I hope that you coach Donna's expectations. A bit. No, she wasn't like. It's not on us. No, she's had a it's lot of people me. because these all these people, so me. many people I'm that listen to the, the podcast. Fall for this. Brantley says no. Yeah, lots of people who listen to the podcast. I've offered to come to his home, pick him up, and drive him there, sneak in the back door through the back showroom, and and just magically appear and just sit on a Brantley Gilbert recliner. I don't have recliners, beautiful sectionals and sofas and and uh, pastel colors. Girl colors. That's what I told him. I said, Brantley Gilbert, I will drive you there, and you can sit in one of your couches in, 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 in the girly colors and play your guitar. For Why would you say that? Well, you, you just because uh, for, for, you know, 22 minutes, and Donna's going to pay you $25,000 cash. Who, I, Donna from Gallery? That's what I told him. Has she got that? Is that in the budget? Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
I don't know. Maybe talk to her about that. See what's in the budget. If anything, I'm going and, up. Uh, to so I'm driving home. Okay, I don't know. I'm going up to see Donna tomorrow. Okay, that's and my contribution. That's the update for me. I'm going to take some pictures of this great Brantley Gilbert furniture. Twenty five grand, literally twenty five grand. And I'm going to upload it onto my social, and because um, I want you to see it, I want you to be able to see pictures of it. I know sometimes when you see flyers of furniture, you're like, yeah, but they make it look good. They put it in the best light, and you know they probably don't. That's the other thing is like if you ever go in with a flyer and you're like, this is the one I want. They're like, oh, we don't have that. We didn't. We never had that. That was just to get you through the door. I mean, they don't tell you that, but that's what they're doing. Donna is not like that. Everything that is posted on the gallery, and you can go right now to Gallery um, Furniture Instagram, and they have some of the Brantley Gilbert up there. And this stuff is beautiful furniture, and it's there. It's on the showroom floor. It doesn't have to be special ordered. It's not coming from a truck from Pakistan. It's not going to take like 60 years to get here. Um, You're not going to be paying for it with your finance. You know, is there anything worse than them taking money out of your account every month and you are still sitting on your old couch? with like cigarette burns on it. And you're like, I'm paying for furniture that I don't even have. Can you think of anything worse? I can't, but that's, that's bad, but I can think. Cannibalism, yeah. but I mean, yes. So um, anyway, if you want to go up there and check it out, go. I will say there is a lot of the furniture, but it's getting, Donna said it's getting a lot of attention, a lot of attention. So if you're interested in it, definitely go up, go up. And I got to tell you, if I bought a whole Brantley Gilbert like set of furniture, I think I would personally reach out to him and be like, dude, I just spent like, you know, whatever on your furniture. Can you sign it with a Sharpie or something? Or send me a picture or some two tickets to something? You know what I mean? I, I just think that like, there's something there. Don't you? I, I do. Yeah. I do. I, I don't know the Brantley would. I don't, I don't know. He sees you think he gets his own mail? Does he get his own mail? Why do you ask something like that? Because people going to be writing him letters that they bought a sectional and they want oh, I, an 8 by 10 glossy. I, I don't know. I, don't, I, I guess he does, yeah. He's okay. his wife. All right. Know. Well, there's that. So that is coming. And We're then spring is right around the corner. And she's already pushing out all of these great rockers. And, you know, all those cool... Um, all of those cool pieces of furniture that you don't know you need until you show up. The swinging chairs, the end tables, the game console tables. So go up there and check it out. It's time. It is time for you to get some new furniture. I just thought about this. He's on tour with like a, a rock group right now. What did D-Rock say about the? Did he know about the furniture? What year oh boy. is it? What year is it? Oh, my God. It's 2023. July 30th. He's with Nickelback. Here? At American Bank Amphitheater. Okay. Let's tell him we'll go talk to him. You know what? Well, we catch him on the way down. What day of the week is that? So I wonder if he would want for the vibe room some of his Brantley Gilbert furniture. Uh, I would imagine that's being done already. You would think. If not, we can take care of that. Hang on. July 30th. July 30th. a Saturday. On his way from his home. Let's go talk to him. He can he can swing through yeah, Gainesville. that's perfect. He, he got to go to Gainesville on the way there anyway. He's going to come 400 southbound to Alpharetta. That's perfect. Right? And tell him that they're going to bring. Maysville. And we'll, that, that we'll bring over a couple okay. of sectionals. All right. It's done. It's done. a done deal. It's a done deal. If you're listening to the podcast, you're going to get to meet Brantley. Saturday. Okay, well, well, well let's, let's, let's not go any further than just giving the date at this point. Save the date, probably. Probably save the date. Probably, maybe. For Saturday, July 30th. Get Don, tell Donna that as well, and I'll, okay. get, I'll get this taken care of. Okay, perfect. I'll get this done. I'll get Look this at done. that. We've, we've, drive right. We did it live during the podcast. How we about that? We just negotiated a deal with Brantley Gilbert. Brantley doesn't even know we did. I love it. 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. The Gallery Furniture. Yes, the Gallery Furniture and Donna. Ask for Donna. Still there uh, nearly every day, if not every day of the week. If weekends are uh, best for you, head up there on the weekends. They, they, they get every, they get kind of busy, but they have a great staff, a lot of staff, and a lot of uh, great buys, great furniture for every room in your house at uh, reasonable prices and great quality. Gallery Furniture, Gainesville. We're going to add two songs to the Spotify Hype Song playlist. I about sent you a text. 
and said, are you sure? <laughs> when you mentioned uh, your pick for this episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act. Why? She was dressed in udders on the red carpet at the Grammy. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I had read 10-gallon hat before I saw the picture, and I was kind of, I didn't watch, to be honest with you, Sunday night. I uh, watched something else, and I'll talk about that in a sec. But I sent you four of probably the had, the pictures of the night. I had only heard 10-gallon hat. Shania wore a 10-gallon hat. I, thought, I was proud of Shania. I was like, yes, you go, Shania, 10-gallon hat. And then I saw the picture of it, and I thought, well, shit, my God. What was she thinking? This is Shania Twain, who at one point, uh, she was a princess. She was a queen in everybody's eyes. She kind of looked like Winona, like she, a thin she, Winona. It looked like a Halloween costume. It did. It There's, looked like okay. Toy Story. So What's I, the name? Toy yes. Story. So I sent you four pictures. That was one. The second was um, Brandy Carlisle. Yes. Third was um, the Osborne Brothers. Pass. And then, uh, oh, and then Ashley McBride. Carly Pierce looked fantastic. Yeah, you Ashley. Know, she looks like, um, she kind of looks like a young Jennifer Nettles, like a baby Jennifer Nettles. Ashley McBride? No, Carly Pierce. Oh, yes. Her hair looks yes. beautiful. And Ashley looked great, but just needed... The, the crop needed to go. It needed a bra. She needed a bra. That, that, she that needed too. some chicken cutlet things to put... And you can do that, ladies. You know, you, you don't have to have a strapless bra these but days. She may have just, had, very well have had chicken cutlets I, under there. Yeah, somewhere. and I do not... I'm not into... I don't want to be a body shame or anything like that. Everybody's bodies are beautiful, fantastic. I just think there's things you can wear that accentuate certain things and de-accentuate other things. Work that's, a little harder, maybe. That's all I'm going to say. Work a little harder. And I love the Osborne brothers, but the those outfits, and I just love their creativity, but... It's the Grammys. It's the Grammys, and... Was look, that pajamas that one was wearing? No, it looked more like a, almost like a military-type outfit. The yeah. the brothers. Yes, okay. Not, but it had not, like a metal, because I get them confused. There's okay. Jingle there's Jingle John, right? Uh, Yeah, I, I, which one is... Where's your text? Hang on. Boy, no, this is going to take forever. Hang on. It's let me, just let me scroll through all these texts to get to uh, the photograph here. Hang on. This may here take, we go. This may take forever. Okay. Are you talking about that picture right here? No. Okay. That's the Boy Scout uniform and it, with, a, with, a, with a Cubs cap. That's what I'm talking about, though. If, his if out, a, the, his let's, outfit. Let's let's yeah. Okay. Are you talking about that right there, then? Yeah. It looks kind of like a military type outfit. Okay. That one of the Grammys. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know what you Googled to get that. Okay. I was talking about this picture. Oh, yes, that one. The no, that's Hawaiian what I'm talking look. about. Yeah, the blue outfit. It looks oh, it? very, like it almost has like a metal or something. Grab. Hang on, let me pinch uh, I think that's, uh, what are the, te- the the cowboys in Texas wear? The, um, the bandolero. A, la- a laureate. That? Yeah. That. There's a Ford truck named after that. It does not look like Yellowstone, though. It's a different type of cowboy. Is it? It's more of a, it's more of a Casey Musgrove's Vegas cowboy, which I like too. Which, which one? <laughs> which one? Which brother? The blue. The blue? Okay, we'll go with it. Sure. Yeah, a Vegas cowboy. I what's, love it. What's this over here then? It needed a stylist. Troubled. Yeah. Troubled. That's what needed that is. a stylist. And yes, yes, very much so. Yeah. And a beard trim a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. All right. Next. Um, okay. So Shania Twain. Oh yes. Is going to uh, the Donna. Donna. I'm gonna be very clear about this. This is Donna selection for the uh, Spotify. Well, Hi-Sun I love Shania Twain. Why? Well, yeah. Okay. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. From the woman that brought you love songs. Like uh, Shania Twain did. Now we resorted to giddy up, dressed like Toy Story on the red carpet at the Grammy. This is a great song. It's a fun song. It's a fun song. It's a fun song. Come on, it's a fun song. 
not every song has to be so serious. My favorite part is when it goes dun 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 dun. Listen, Shania in the day was known for her kind of wink and a nod. I mean, honestly, I her get songs. It. I get it. Well, Mud Lang was her producer. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's good. She was I think cutting it's, edge. I think it's cute. Okay. Listen, there's so much, and we're going to talk about this on the next, we can talk about this on the next podcast. There's so much to talk about right here with just women and expectations and Madonna, these people coming after yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that yes, well. yes, she doesn't look like she used to look like, but why are women put on a pedestal where they cannot age? Where, you know, women feel like they have to get all this plastic surgery done. You know, because otherwise they get up there and, and Madonna's been talking about ageism forever. And I get it. She does not look like the way she used to look like. And it's a little bit of a strange and shocking look. But I think it's created by this cycle that women can't age. They have to constantly stay in this like Benjamin Button state of 25, 30 years old. Did she, did she help to create that, that, uh, that, that way of thinking? Probably. Great point. Back in the day. Yeah, that's a great point. Okay, anyway, so that is off Shania's new album. Mm. You know she has a new one, right? I did, yes, I did. Yeah. I was aware. Okay, well, right. um, it's giddy called, it's called Queen of Me. And it's, oh, um, is it? The yeah. Giddy Up song. Is it in parentheses a Giddy Up song, I bet? It's Giddy Up, yeah. Yeah, okay. All Beautiful. right. Beautiful. All right, I'm going to add from the artist that brought you the 2023 Grammy for Country Song of the Year, Cody Johnson. The follow-up to that number one hit and Grammy-winning song. I love this song. It's called Human. Love this song. All the midnights. Playing it on the Bear 925. Chasing all that empty, still ain't got it right. This guy's going to have uh, his first and second singles for number one. There's no question about it. You ever listen to the words on the song? So good. So good. I guess all I'm saying is forgive me if I don't know. Forgive me if I don't know what I'm doing. I'm still learning to be human. Still learning to be human. There it are people that are learning such, to do that their entire lives. It's such a beautiful song. Chasing all the crazy. Unbelievable song. From, oh, from so Cody, good. Kojo. So good. Cody Johnson. And this is a great example of a cowboy. What we were talking about the other day with Luke Holmes, where you release this really cool, vulnerable song, and look what goes to the top of the charts. Giddy up. No, this song has too, but it's such a lesson in life too that people think they can't be vulnerable and that, you know, anytime, I don't know. I just, it, it's such a great song, such a beautiful song. Love it. You know, he, he, he struggled with Till You Can't. You know, radio didn't really embrace Cody Johnson in the beginning. He, he was very well known in Texas, like Parker McCollum. We talk about Parker on the podcast, MCA recording artist, Parker McCollum. I hand along to you his new song. I believe you added recently, or I did. Yeah. I hear that every time. So every good. time I hear it right now, crank it up. I love so that good. song. I think there's a shift. I thought about this yesterday. I think that there's a shift in country music. I think that for a while, this particular wave, this particular shift has been uh, the, the radios tried to force against it. I'm talking Zach Bryan. I'm talking Bailey Zimmerman. I'm talking um, I'm talking artists like, um, like uh, Cody Johnson, uh, Cody Jinks. Uh, talking artists uh, you know, from from this new wave, and I think that they radios tried to push back a little bit. It has for a couple of years, and I think actually right now the gravity is shifting again. Control is shifting again back to the artist, and these guys are going to force. Well, these these artists and their fans are going to force these artists through the radio. Meaning, if you if there are so many downloads for Zach Bryan, and there are so, so many radio stations, country radio stations nationwide that continue to ignore him, there comes a point. When radio, you're forced to add an artist who is is as large as Zach Bryan on social media. Huge. That's where he launched. 
uh, you know, and then you have TikTok as an example of that too. Country radio has always felt superior and elitist in that we will be the ones to dictate. We will be the ones to control the artists that uh, sell the tickets and the artists that move the singles. That power has been shifting for a few years now, I think. I think there's one final turn, and I think it's the turn that we're about to all experience if we're not already experiencing as we sit here today. And that is the fans have absolute control over whether or not an artist can succeed with specifically country radio. Yeah, no, definitely. The power is there no more. I agree. I work in country radio too every day. Every day I work in country radio. And it, 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 it doesn't pain me to say that because I think that it actually should have taken place a long, long time ago. Yeah. And it's Morgan Wallen kind of, listen, the whole N-word thing is what where the shift began. Come at me if you'd like, but it's a fact. That's when the shift began was with fans of Morgan Wallen back in uh, whatever year it was and whatever unfortunate event happened in his life. That, that, that we all know what happened. The end result. You can feel the shift. I feel it every single day. All right, so uh, two great songs. Hewan, Cody Johnson, and, well, no, let me take that back. You know what? Here's <laughs> the thing. How do, you, how do you, yeah. Okay, everybody has, that's the great thing about the playlist. It's it's all kinds of different music. Okay? Okay. All right. Trevor Noah was host of the Grammys. And he knocked it out of the park. Here's why. It wasn't his first year, but Trevor Noah spent more time on the floor of the Grammys, making it about the artists than he did on the stage, making it about himself, which is pretty old school hosting type style anyway. You see it at all the award shows. He spent more time on the floor than on the stage or even backstage. He, you saw him jamming to performances with the crowd. And uh, CBS knocked it out of the park, and CBS won me back with the Grammys for this. The final award of the night, album of the year, the biggest award of the night. Okay, Every artist wants overall album of the year. Trevor brought music fans back on stage that had been featured throughout the telecast, throughout the award show. He chose one at random to announce Harry Styles as the winner, a regular person, a regular Joe, a music fan, just like uh, yourself, Don, just like me, just like someone listening to this podcast. A regular person got a big thrilling moment, totally by surprise. And for that reason alone, CBS, you won me back. For years, I think that the Grammys, we said this, they're West Coast based. They 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 have odd winners uh, that don't make sense. I love Leanne Womack. I said this on radio the other day. I love Leanne Womack. But the Grammys. This is before the Grammys or this is Monday afternoon before the Grammys Monday night or Friday before Sunday night. I don't know. And I said, you know, Leanne Womack will win something this year, and she had put now out in ten years, fifteen years. The 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 Grammys have pretty consistently, especially in the country categories. You would have to agree, I think, Donna. That the 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 winners sometimes are a little obscure. They are. You know, Casey Musgraves is a Grammy. We call them Grammy darlings in past episodes, as a matter of fact. Yeah. I think for the first time in a long time, Grammy voters went more mainstream this year. I think so, too. And they didn't just 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 give them out to, to give just to give them out. I think right. they thought about it this year. And they took into consideration everything that the Grammy should take into consideration before awarding a Grammy. Because the Grammys, you must remember, is the pinnacle. It's the high mark. Uh, for any artist in any, any any format or genre of music. It's not the CMAs, not the ACM. Eric Church loves the CMAs and ACMs. Uh, an artist sleeps with their Grammys. And I think they were on nearly entirely on target this year with Trevor Noah and bringing in the fan view and not making it about the host, making it about the music. And uh, I thought that uh, everybody did a good job. 
I did too. I thought it was a great show. Beyonce, you had uh, some some comments about Beyonce, who was late. She's stuck in traffic. She and Jay. Yeah, I thought she had a great speech. Um, you don't hear. You know, it's interesting. After listening to her speech, you don't hear Beyonce talk a lot. No, she sings when she talks. Yeah, it's kind of like you know you hear her like maybe in concert or stuff. But I was thinking about it later. You don't hear a lot of interviews with her. You know, she's pretty selective. No, so- and when you do, she's got. Let me play an example. This is uh, from one of her four wins, I think. They put her over the top, yeah. right? Um, from uh, the Grammy Awards. To my parents, my father, my mother, for loving me and pushing me. Pushed. I'd like to thank my beautiful husband, my beautiful three children wow. who are at home watching. I'd like to thank the queer community for your love and for inventing this genre. God bless dance. you. Thank you so much to the Grammys. Thank Very well you. done. Very well done. Very well spoken. She's always beautiful. But, but yeah. are you late for the Grammys? This is not the first time this has happened, by the way, either. Yeah. It was an award show they were late to previously. Maybe the Grammys last year, as a matter of fact. But yeah. They come rolling up. What do you say? What do you say to the producer? When you, when you, did you say anything? Does Beyonce even say I'm sorry? Probably. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that her people apologize profusely because they know they're late for a live Grammys telecast and she's already missed an award. And they know that if all, I mean, come on, she's up, she she could this night, and she did, become the most winningest artist in the history of the Grammys. And she missed her first one. I know, yeah. How big of a night yeah. truly was it for Beyonce, personally, to her? Do you think she's not been there on time? If, 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 I don't know. I, Some people don't I, care I, about awards. I mean, they do. They well, appreciate them, again, but it's, it's not their. It's, it's not your show. And it's a big night. You 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 could make Grammy history tonight. Do the producers a favor of all years to be on time, to leave an hour early, to rent a helicopter, to fly you into downtown L.A. This would be the year, right? Yeah, yeah. I was a, you know, I'm a Beyonce fan. I was disappointed. Yeah, I thought, you know, in the interaction between everybody, all the Swifties were talking about the interaction between Taylor Swift and Harry because in award shows past, it's been a little chilly. Like, you know, they'll pass by each other, but not talking. I thought it was adorable that, like, she was the only person. And listen, just like you want me and you at a concert, you know, we've said this before, if you're an artist, you want us on your front row because we're very engaged. We know every word or we think we do. We're singing even if it's not the right words. We're dancing. We're high-fiving. We're putting people on our shoulders. Taylor is that kind of person at an award show. The crowd can be, you know, and the Grammys are kind of sedate. There's websites and social media accounts devoted to it. Yeah, and I know some people don't like it and probably think it's cringy. I think it's adorable because at the heart of it, she's a fan. Yes, she is. and always has been. She's a fan. And I think I've always thought it was so strange at most of the award shows when they'll be the best. And I'll say the CMAs, they pretty much stand up and they, you know, they groove along. But it's that kind of casual grooving that they do. Nobody really lets loose. But yes, she was the only one standing when Harry was performing. And it was so cute. And then when he won his award, she was just, you know, really happy for him. And that was a great project for him. I'm glad he won. Harry's house was I don't think he gets a lot of credit for what he does. And I know a lot of people are not Harry fans and don't understand what he was wearing. He's we not talk, from the United States. When we talk about things that people wear, you know, why would he wear overalls with nothing underneath it? You know what? Clothes are an expression. It's just it's just like creativity. It's just like you do art. Well, I, having, having, I, I agree with that statement somewhat. However, the, 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 the short shorts we talked about in an episode back in the summer, maybe, of the Sugar Daddy short shorts or whatever. I, I think that there can be inappropriate attire. Members of Congress, I have the high privilege and the distinct honor to present to you the President of the United States. 
start tonight by congratulating the 118th Congress and the new Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. Speaker, I don't want to ruin your reputation, but I look forward to working with you. <laughs> I had become quite bored with Joe Biden's State of the Union address on Tuesday night. Madam Vice President, by the way, Chief Justice, I may need a court order. She gets to go to the game tomorrow, uh, next week. I have to stay home. First, got to work something out here. The first rule of comedy is don't stammer during the setup. But I say you must respect the office, not necessarily the man. But I felt a lot of disrespect to the office while watching Tuesday night as well. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Let me give you, anybody who doubts it, contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. So less than halfway through, I left and landed on an NBA basketball game. The sole purpose was to provide some background noise as I worked on a writing project. I didn't know which teams were playing and hadn't watched an NBA game on TV in my entire lifetime. For some reason, though, I stayed. And as I continued to work while half-assed listening to the game, it became apparent that this was the game. The game that would allow LeBron James to jump Kareem for the NBA scoring record. I was unaware of the storyline, but soon became captivated and excited that I'd stayed to watch history being made, not just in the NBA or sports history, but in American history. Kareem's record had stood since 1982. In 1982, I was nine years old. Looking for James. He's got it. LeBron James, a shot in history. That's the moment there. LeBron stands alone. The moment LeBron broke the record. Late in the third quarter of the Lakers-Thunder game in L.A., the moment LeBron broke the record, the presentation occurred. When I say presentation occurred, I mean they stopped the game, like Hartsfield in Atlanta does five runways during a severe weather alert. There was the torches official passing, or basketball, from Kareem to LeBron. Celebrities and personal friends made up the first few rows of each lower-level section and queued up like a rope line to exchange hugs and high-fives with King LeBron. I was curious about a group of young men wearing yellow T-shirts with what appeared to be a specific coat of arms greeting LeBron with huge smiles after the record was shattered. After some research, I learned that LeBron arranged that every kid who goes to his school gets a free ride to college, and this group of young men were recent benefactors of the program. That alone should be enough to make you love him. You may not like LeBron James, but you must admit he's incredible, dedicated, committed, humble most of the time, and uh, a team leader. The fact that The Decision, a tone-deaf 2016 TV special, is his worst offense in over 20 years speaks volumes, and he later admitted, after all the hype had died down, it was a mistake. Also at the game Tuesday night in L.A., to observe history made by LeBron James was the man who signed him 20 years ago. Knight founder, Phil Knight. I saw a picture of Phil seated courtside. Snapped at the exact moment, LeBron James shot the basket that broke the record. Around Phil, people were holding cameras to their faces. Phil was seated with his hands in his lap casually, without a camera. As a witness, he saw history through his eyes. You don't always need a phone. Okay, we got lawnmower people. We got somebody at the front door and a dog barking. What happens now? Audio for this episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act from 
the Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences, known as the Grammys. From the brand lawnmower and blower that our lawn people use. Available now at the Home Depot by our hound dog, Roscoe, who does not like the lawn crew. Never has. Again, our thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen. Production assistants from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios here in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday. Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. Whoa!